The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Basics Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Football has begun. A game of football happened, and it was fantastic. God, it was good to have football back in our lives. And uh, week one means that uh, we are heading into the 20th year of Pete Prisco making picks for CBSSports.com. Or maybe I guess if you count sportsline.com and sportsline back in the day. Right. But to bring it full circle, now we have Kenny White and RJ White. You, you, you have a, a black and tan, um, over in England when you mix the two beers. We got a, a white and tan here. RJ White, Kenny White and Pete Prisco is our, our white and tan. Um, and, uh, but Kenny and RJ are doing actual, doing work for the actual new sportsline. Yeah. He used to work at hired by sportsline. Yep. Wow. And by the way, Brinson already owes me 500 grand because he said the season wasn't going to get started on time. So pay up, Brinson. <laughs> pay up. Uh, by the way, a lot of my friends still call. Uh, they're like, sir, how's everything cool at Sportsline? Yeah, it's that, funny. That's just, that's just what we called it when we were, you know, when we were playing on it. Well, it was Sportsline, then it became CBS Sportsline, then it became CBSSports.com, and then it became whatever it is now. What is it now? CBSSports.com. CBS it was something I'm missing one. There was another one in there too. There was four of them in there. I forget what it was. But it was it's called, it's called TikTok now. <laughs> it's called now you got to pay to get RJ and Kenny's picks. That's what it's called. Exactly. Well, you get ours for free. And this is the, uh, this is the best bets podcast. We are going to go over all the games by virtue of looking at our best bets. We're going to tell you what you want to bet on week to week on the NFL. And, uh, frankly, I, I think we did pretty good last year. I didn't. I you didn't. didn't do very well. I'm going to apologize. I'm going to apologize to all the people who listen to the Pick Six podcast for last year's debacle. It was terrible. Oh. Well, Pete, but you still yeah. owe me money somehow, some way, though. I don't know how, but you do. <laughs> uh, Pete and I, by the way, have two season long bets, two, two season long wagers that we made. We'll call these dad wagers because this is like when my dad calls me. He's like, "Let's bet on those NC State Wake Forest game." I'm like, "Well, Dad, State's favored by ten. He's like, "I don't want to lay the points. I just just winner." It's like, <laughs> yeah. "Okay, okay." Uh, so I have the Ravens. Pete has the Steelers in the AFC North. I'm sure, that won't be brought up at all throughout the season. And I have the Lions. And Pete has the Packers in the NFC North. Whoever wins the division, if if another team wins it, the the bet is null and void. So if it's the Bears and the Browns in the uh, playoffs, you can kiss the bets goodbye. Uh, speaking of the NFC North. We start there, guys. But wait a second, before we get to the picks, RJ, who do you, who's do you like, which side do you like better? Me with the Steelers and the Packers or Brinson with the Lions and the Ravens? And Kenny can answer that question too. Go ahead. I want to see what they say. I think the Steelers have a better chance of winning their division than the Lions do. So I would take the Steelers side. Absolutely agree. Uh, Green, Green Bay is uh, far away better than Detroit. And Pittsburgh's got a shot to battle with with Big Ben back. Pittsburgh's got a shot to battle Baltimore for the division. Well, Brinton has him last in the division. Ken. Congratulations on your uh, your your off season championship, Pete. 
You won the preseason championship. They think uh, I, I usually do. The Cleveland Browns are the podcast. <laughs> you are the Miami Dolphins. Of the, I'm, the, I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. They won the offseason. Uh, all right. So for just for, uh, for competitive tracking purposes, um, we are going to take our best bets. You can have as many, I think we're Debo, we're doing as many best bets as you want, right? You can Correct. lay out all you want. It can be one. Then, it can be 16, whatever yeah. you think is a best bet. Pete, you know, likes to play catch up sometimes. So he'll start no, with like four Princeton or five. usually has about eight of them. Remember RJ? He put about eight of them in at the end of the year. Yeah. I think it depends on week. I have eight of them this, this week. Cause I just yeah. like taking advantage of the board oh. when I think that I have a better handle on it than the market. So I uh, like a lot of, I was, I was going to keep going, but I know I had to get out to do a 615 hit. I got five picks. I liked a lot more. In fact, RJ, I looked at yours. I, we like a lot of the same games. So that's a kiss of death for you, dude. That, that's how we know it's good. You and I both do a lot of different prep in our, in our, our yeah. games and how we like teams. So if we both come to the same conclusion with our different processes, uh, I think I really like those picks. Well, we'll get to the picks in a second, but we, so here's how it works. The four of us will send in our best bets. We will then tabulate them throughout the course of the season. Whoever has the best record wins something. We will actually find a prize this year. Uh, I would encourage anyone who wants to play along at home, go to, uh, Make Debo do some little extra administrative work. Go to uh, this Pick Six Podcast Facebook page and leave your. We'll, we'll start a thread each week and we'll leave your best bets and we can sort of keep it running. Try to keep something like that together. I'm sorry, Debo, that probably hoses you, uh, but that's okay. Well, uh, at any rate, we'll we'll track it throughout the year and we'll also do our Pick Six Podcast Parlay, which is now, I believe, let's do the math. Carry the one. Uh, yeah, it is O oh, and three thousand on the uh, on the lifetime of this podcast. We we, we never hit one. I, I, think, hit, I think we hit I think one. We hit one. We hit, we hit one, like I think. one or two. It's really like you should reverse the parlay because it usually ends up going over three. I can tell you though, looking at these early picks that we're going to have a, we're going to have a consensus parlay. I think early on, I mentioned the AFC, the NFC North, the Packers and the Vikings. They're playing in week one in Minnesota. The Vikings are a two and a half point favorite. The over under is 45 and a half in Pete. I doubt it's a surprise to anyone on the planet. But you're going to take the Packers here, your number two team in your power rankings. I'm taking the better team. Are you kidding me? They're the better team. And you can look at it. You can start with the quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, oh, the demise of Aaron Rodgers, that's garbage. He is significantly better than Kirk Cousins. I think the transition for the Minnesota defense is going to take a little time. I'm a big believer in Mike Zimmer. But remember, Adam Zimmer and Andre Patterson, now the defensive coordinators, and they're going to be without Daniel Hunter. Yes, and Gakway's a good pass rusher, but the whole reason they went and got him was so he had a guy on the bookend. I think the Packers are going to be better than they were because young players are going to grow up. Uh, I'm still worried about a second major option. You keep hearing good things, talking to people about St. Brown's had a good camp. Valdez Scantling's had a good camp. I just think they're going to go in there and win the game. And Rodgers' demise is the great, biggest exaggeration of the entire off season, uh, give me the Packers minus uh, plus the points. I'm going to be on the same side with Pete here. Um, they didn't add any immediate impact guys in the draft, but we can't expect uh, much from any rookies early on. So week one, I'm not really, you know, giving teams plus for their rookies at this point. And these two teams were considered even all off season, but I don't think the Vikings get three for home field with the conditions the way they are uh, with no fans. So um, I think you'd have to rate them as better to want to go with the Vikings in this game. And I don't think they are. I mean, they have questions at receiver after losing Stefan Diggs. They have questions on the offensive line. They almost, it seemed like they were about to cut Riley Reef. At least Reef thought he was going to get cut until 
until he restructured his contract. So you don't want to be an offensive line where your left tackle thinks he's out on his way out the door. Um, like Pete said, they have issues on the defensive line. Daniel Hunter was their one good guy. They went and got Nagakwe. Now Hunter's hurt. Um, so I think that mitigates the problems I might have with Green Bay's offensive line after losing Balaga this offseason. And then I have questions about the Minnesota secondary. They lost three, three top corners this offseason. Uh, they have a lot of young guys there. I don't know that they're going to be good to start, and that's not what you want to see against Aaron Rodgers. So I do agree that Green Bay is going to go in, win this game, despite you know kind of getting slammed for their offseason, drafting a quarterback and doing all this. But I do think they're the best team in the division, and they should win. Yeah, this Green Bay's got to go uh, come back to the mean a little bit. They were very, very lucky last year. Won a lot of close games. I believe they were like seven and one in games decided by a touchdown or less. And one thing Pete said last year, I remember early in the year, Green Bay's got a great defense. He said, and I thought there's no way they're not that good. They're not that good, Pete. But you know what? You were right about them. They were just young and inexperienced. They're really a very good defense now because another year older. This is a strong, talented defense. Um, Minnesota injuries I don't like. Both teams won in their each other's home field last year. I think this is a very close-fought ball game, and right now I'd have to agree with you guys. I'd have to lean to Green Bay in this game. I like Minnesota overall if they can get all their guys back and everybody healthy because I think one thing Minnesota has going for them is Kevin Stavansky got in, in the way of this team last year. He got in their way. He's a horrible play caller. I have no idea how he got a head job, and he's going to fail in Cleveland because he failed in Minnesota. They're in much better shape with Gary Kubiak as the OC. Wow, that is a hot take uh, on, on burning Kevin Stavansky. By the way, down. the great defense didn't look so great at the end of the year. They faded because they were got run on. They did, they're a little defense. They have to play with the lead. Uh, when they can play with the lead, they're a good defense, um, but they need to get better against the run. So they had, they had no issues against Minnesota. Remember, that, I think that game, what was it, week 15, week 16? They yeah. dominated Minnesota in that yeah. game. Yeah. So, 23 10. Put it on the board. It's a clean sweep. This is one of my best bets. I've been, I've been eyeing this thing. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I can get a little stubborn in my, in my predictions sometimes. When I was in on the Vikings last year, I think in both of those Packers games that they played against, that they played against Green Bay, I sort of wanted to wish cast them into winning the game against Green Bay. It's not a good matchup for them. They're not good against him. And I, and I don't know that Kenny's right about Kevin Stefanski. I would, I would take a little bit of umbrage of that and say that I would too. It might be Mike Zimmer leaning, who was leaning on Kevin Stefanski to run the ball more often. And I think that while Gary Kubiak is a veteran play caller, will have some freedom to do a little bit more of what he wants. Mike Zimmer gets what he wants when it comes to, to the play calls and he's going to get a ton of running plays. He's going to be super conservative and at no point will he let Kirk Cousins air it out. And even if he does, now you're down to just Adam Thielen. And so if, if your boy Jair Alexander can lock down Thielen or minimize Thielen, Pete, all of a sudden this, this Minnesota offense could be completely neutered. Minnesota is not good at coming back from behind because they're, they don't like to be Kirk Cousins doesn't like to throw it down the field. He doesn't like to be aggressive. And Aaron Rodgers just has this thing where he hates the Vikings and he wants to kill them. And I think that they'll snuff him out in this game. I love the Packers getting the points, particularly with no home field advantage, which has been a big, big thing for Mike Zimmer in that new stadium. By the way, uh, you know, you bring up Mike Zimmer and how this is what he wants to do. Last year in training camp, I get him on the side. He always, as much as you guys think I grumble, Mike Zimmer grumbles about 50,000 times more. I said, Mike, you know, you want to run the ball and play good defense. That's what you want to do. And he looked at me and goes, I like to throw it. And I go, do you? Do you really? He got, you know, that's uh, Mike Zimmer gets so, he's one of the most intense guys out. Yeah. So he is, he is number one in covering point spreads of any yeah. coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He's even, even right now, last five years, better than Belichick. That's amazing. 
It is. For it, whatever reason, it feels like Green Bay's kryptonite. Maybe that's why he got the extension. And they're, they're the, they are the best second-half team in the NFL over the last five years. They make the best adjustments out of any team. He's a good coach. He's a good coach. And I think that spread that uh, stat you said about Zimmer, um, it's dependent on the, the market being low on him. You know, he's being undersold. You can only cover the, the spread if you're being undervalued. And in this matchup, I don't think they are. I think people are kind of a little bit higher than them, and the market's caught up to him. So just because he is good at covering spreads doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be that way going forward. Okay, another game that we're going to talk about. That was my Perd Happily impersonation. The Seahawks at the Falcons. Uh, look, Seattle is favored by two on the road. Another luck box team from last year. And Pete, you're not having it. Your boy, Dirk Cutter, he's coming in. He's coming to throw. And you like the Falcons this year, don't you? Well, I do like the Falcons this year. And a lot of that has to do with the improvement on the offensive line. I think when you look at what happened last year, Matt Ryan got hit. What he got sacked over 40, was it 45 times, 46 times? He got hit a bunch more. Now with Lindstrom and McGarry a year older and Lindstrom missed a lot of time last year, I think they'll be better up front. They're going to throw the ball. They're going to score a lot of points. I think Gurley and I've, I talked to people up there and they say he's been phenomenal so far. We'll see if it holds up, but he, and he's actually looked really good for them. And Matt Ryan was raving about him when we had him on a couple of weeks ago. Defense worries me. Again, though, if you can get any sort of pass rush out of Fowler and McKinley, they should be fine. I think they get after Seattle. Plus, Seattle's defense. What is it? Who, who's going to rush the passer on that defense? They have nobody. Uh, Bruce Irvin? I mean, come on. Give me a break. They have nobody. So I think Matt Ryan's going to have a big day. I think they win this game easily, by the way, a touchdown. And so I'm taking the Falcons plus Throwing. the points. Throwing shade at LJ Collier for some reason. Jesus. Uh, the mar- the market is never super high on the Seahawks. So this tells you it's really down on the Falcons, but I, I don't, I don't know why. You know, I agree with Pete. This team went on the road and beat the Saints and 49ers in the second half last year. Those two teams combined for six total losses on the year. Two of them were against Atlanta in that stretch. You know, that this is a good team. Raheem Morris got that defense in line with the coaching change. He has more talent to work with this season, some of his young talent, but Adams was a big ad for the Seahawks. But yeah, that D line, I don't know how, how that D line is going to get pressure against uh, against the Falcons here with that um, offensive line taking a step forward with those two guys in their second year now because um, we do see it takes rookies a little time to gel in offensive lines. I also think the Seahawks O-line could be a major question mark. They went through some changes in the middle of that line. Uh, they lost a few guys, and uh, I think they've had questions on who's going to start like at, at guard and uh, at one of the guard spots at least, and I think they did name their center finally, but I don't know how that line is going to perform early on. It might take time for them to gel, so I think we're getting great value here at Falcons plus two. I'm also taking them as a best bet. I think they're better than people realize. I got a complete agreement. They're one of my best bets. I, I would Pete's the last thing he said. I think they win by a touchdown. The Falcons. I do too. I, I have no idea where this line's headed. Why it's even Seattle the favorite. I'm down on Seattle's defense. I think they're well below average. Like Pete said, they have no one to rush the passer. They have no talent in their front seven. Well, Bobby Wagner, and he's getting old. Uh, the, the offensive line is weak. I, I'm mystified how this number has gotten to Seattle, the favorite. Uh, uh, Seattle went into Atlanta, beat them last year, 27-20. So Falcons will be ready for this game. In the better offensive line, better defensive line, better defense overall. And, uh, you know, I guess Russell Wilson, he's a better quarterback, but uh, barely, just a couple points. But everything else points to Atlanta. I agree, Pete, by a touchdown. I mean, I can be talking to the Falcons. I don't know that I will. I, I think this is going to be a shootout. I like the I agree. I agree. I think, you know, Heath, Heath Cummings and I talked about in the DFS pod uh, yesterday, but I mean, this is a game prime where like 
just neither team is great on defense. And like, I think Russell Wilson could be, will be accidentally coaxed into throwing the ball a bunch down the field against a questionable Atlanta secondary, basically because he has to keep up with Atlanta. And I think that's going to be the Falcons MO all offseason. Um, I, I don't have it as a best bet. So we're not in a clean sweep, but I bet that we might get four or four on this next one. When we go to Sunday night, the Cowboys head to Los Angeles to play the Rams. Talk about a team where the market is down on them, Pete. The market is way down on the Los Angeles Rams. They hate them, and it's way up on the Dallas Cowboys, who are yeah. favored in Los Angeles in primetime. Yeah, I don't get this line at all. I mean, when I look at the, the Cowboys are America's team, and everybody's positioning themselves to be in the great – this is a great team this year. I don't buy it. I, I, I think there's – you know, you lose your starting center, that's a big deal. You know, your right tackle's not playing in this game. That's a big deal. Uh, you know, Cam Irving, if you watch them play, he's terrible. It's a bad – it's not going to be a good line. This week, I know the Rams have issues. They don't rush the passer that well. They're going to rely on guys like Leonard Floyd. Good luck with that. But I think Sean McVay making the changes he did will get this team playing back uh, to good offense, and I think they'll be better on defense. Uh, I don't know how much better because of the pass rush. But in this spot, you're giving me points at home in prime time uh, with a Rams team that I think will be able to score on Dallas, uh, and particularly with the secondary being what it is. I, I'll take the Rams plus the points all day. In fact, I think they win the game outright. Yeah, they don't. You have concerns, you know, about the the Rams pass rush. Who's going to rush on the outside? You don't have any concerns about the interior of that defensive line. Aaron Donald's going to get after people. Michael Brockers is a stud in, on the interior of that defensive line. That's going to matter against this this Dallas offensive line that now finds itself a little undermanned. Um, if the Cowboys offense is only good but not great in this game, doors open for McVay to scheme this team to a win, like you're saying. The Rams' O-line should also be a little more cohesive this year. We saw them deal with a lot of turnover last year. They played pretty poorly, um, but it's a lot of the same guys coming back. I think it's going to be a, a little better since they've had time to gel and get familiar with each other. And the Rams do have the rare secondary with the talent to match up with the Cowboys receivers, with Ramsey number one, and then the, the talent they got at the safety position. And, uh, and I think Troy Hill is or number two. So, I mean, I like what the Rams are doing defensively. I, I worry about the pass rush, but I think those interior guys can, can make it happen. And McVay will do what he needs to do on the offensive side of the ball to get him to win as well. Yes, spot on. Looking at my ratings, I've rated every player out on, on both teams uh, before the year starts. That's how I get my power ratings, and that's how I judge my games. And Zach Martin being out, gigantic loss in the middle. They're very weak. Both guard spots in the center inexperienced. I, I think Aaron Donald has a huge game on the inside. I think the Rams defense overall is better. I do love the Cowboys offense, but it's not gonna, it's not gonna click on all cylinders without an offensive line that's playing well. And they're, they're gonna be in, they're gonna be in third and long more than they want to be, which is not a good thing. Uh, first week of the year, I'm gonna really stay away from favorites. And the first week of the year, I will not bet one over. I'm looking for unders. This is one of them. I think 50 and a half is way too high for these teams, especially with the Dallas Cowboys offensive line was. The Rams also got big revenge. They lost 44-10 last year. They got blown out. McVay will have his boys ready. I do like the Rams. I like it under just as well. All right, so Kenny, can we make that a uh, consensus best bet, taking the Rams there? Oh, uh, sure. Put it as yeah. a second leg of the parlay. All right, let's lock that in. Uh, we have two games for that first set of four that we mentioned. Is it four games or am I, or am I somehow flopping through that? Anyway, all the games that we just mentioned, two games, we'll take the Packers plus the points and we'll take the, uh, the Rams plus the points in the three games that we mentioned. Clearly I'm, I've got it all together now. Uh, and we are going to take a break. We'll come back with the rest of the games. 
The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, so dogs, we're a lot, like a lot of dogs so far, uh, mostly home dogs, but there's a road dog sitting out there. The Arizona Cardinals. Dare I say bye, Arizona Cardinals. Plus, I'm, them too. I'm with you. I just don't think I know. I, know you. I, I picked them to win the division. Look, I, I do weird stuff on the division picks. It's not for clicks. I just like doing weird stuff. Yes, it is, but that's a whole other I story. promise it's not for – do you think I like the Steelers fans in my mentions because I picked them last? And I don't, I really don't remember. <laughs> I can tell you he doesn't do it for clicks because he never writes anymore. Yeah, I don't, I really, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote my picks. But, but hey, Brinson, <laughs> did your, uh, is, I couldn't still... find, I couldn't find the URL for the CMS last night. Did I... your, uh, did your, did the Steelers fans come at you on Twitter? Oh my God. Welcome to my world, buddy. Are you kidding me? They are coming after me. What about, what about my Minka Fitzpatrick thing in this summer? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. They, don't, they don't let up either. They're really, they don't. Up. It's been like this like steady wave. Oh, yeah. I, I can't even read my mentions. Well, like yours wave. is a bad pick. You deserved it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Ben Roethlisberger's aging coming up. What, oh, my yeah. God. Well, Tom Brady's not aging. <laughs> I have the Bucks missing the playoffs. Yeah. You That's really are bad. out on a limb. That's not even that crazy. The Bucks are the most overvalued team in, in football right now. Uh, anyway. Arizona Cardinals, my pick to win the NFC West. Pete, also high on them, but not as insane as I am. They're getting seven points at the 49ers. Over under 48 here, Pete. This is, Cardinals played the 49ers well twice last year. They did. And this team is much better, much better. And I'm, you know, talk about the offensive line. I think they're going to be better up there, but it's really about the defense. You know, adding Hopkins, everybody raves about that. And I, it does give them another big time weapon. And Murray will be that much, but I think Murray's going to be in the MVP conversation. But you go to the other side of the ball, you add all those guys. Phillips has been phenomenal from what I hear. You know who's been really good is the rookie Lawrence. He's been outstanding, and they needed somebody to be a big body in the middle of that defense. And then you go to the outside. Patrick Peterson, let's not forget, he didn't even barely even play last year. And when he did play, he wasn't the same guy. Uh, and then, you know, Simmons is going to give them a bunch of stuff in the middle of the field. They can cover the tight ends, actually, on that defense. I love this spot. You know, you got to be able to cover Kittle. 
You play the 49ers, the receivers are banged up. I think Simmons will do a good job on Kittle, or at least try to. I think he's going to be better than what they have been. I love this fight. You're getting seven? Give me the seven. I'm taking the Cardinals. Yeah, it should be closer to a field goal, I think. I, I think we're getting a ton of value. I think it is going to move down. So if you do like the Cardinals, jump on him if you have seven. Otherwise, you know, you're going to be on uh, on Sunday morning, you're going to be staring at six, maybe even less. Um, Yeah, they went toe-to-toe in both games last year. Could have definitely won either one. Could win this one outright, and it wouldn't surprise me, so I don't mind sprinkling a little on the money line. Um, Drake is healthy. I know there was questions about his health, but it looks like he's practicing in full, so not worried about the running game for Arizona and you know, really worried about what's going to happen with 49ers on offense with their injuries. So I, I also wonder if there's a little bit of a distraction going on for the 49ers. I know they're dealing with wildfires out there. You see clips of the air quality, and you know, everything's orange, and it's pretty weird stuff to look at. So I don't know if this team going to be 100% focused if they have to deal with that, worried about their homes, that kind of thing. Um, so that's just another another little notch in the belt to put into a Cardinals best bet here with plus seven. There's a chance that this game, I, I think there's a chance. Now, it would be late if it happened. It's th- you know, we record this on Thursday. They're, they could flip it to Arizona um, because of the, you know, I mean, it's, it's pretty odd. Like, there's not going to be a ton of, I, mean, I don't remember what the percentage of the fans is, but it's not like you're, you know, creating a huge hassle for 60,000 people having to repurchase tickets and change. There's no the fans. Right. There's no fans in either of those games, right? No. Right. Exactly. So you could very easily just play the game in Arizona and then play the next game that you have scheduled between the two division rivals in San Francisco. I'm sort of surprised the NFL hasn't done that already because it's, it's an easy solution. Would that nullify the bet? Do we think it probably? Yeah, they would cancel out bets in that situation and give people their money back and then post a new line. You wouldn't be able to get Cardinals. It wouldn't be seven. It would probably be 49ers by three. Uh, Yeah, maybe even less, two and a half, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's one thing that I guess you would have to worry about. But I mean, I agree. I like the, I like the, I mean, I don't, I'm a little, I'm a little worried about. The fact that we're on the same page here with all these picks. I, I know. Like, I love the Cardinals. Like the seven too much. I'm with RJ. I think you could actually, if you really want to be bold, like you were picking them to win a division, you could take them on the money line. Well, I mean, I think let's, we'll, we'll check with Kenny, but I would guess he likes the, the Cardinals, but let's, let's, let's tentatively add that to the parlay. And then we got three dogs and money line that parlay. Dogs are I, going to be barking this weekend, baby. I think so too. I think so too. Although I think like if, if you're a bad underdog, you could potentially just get obliterated by a really good team. I don't think that's the case with Arizona though. Again, they, they have Hopkins is new, but they have a lot of continuity. You know, Cliff Kingsbury, I thought made demonstrable strides in the second half of the season as a head coach at the NFL level. Kyler Murray has an incredible deep ball. And showed a major grasp of the offense, and the defense should be vastly improved. I, I just—I'll give you a fantasy little fantasy tip. I hear Dan Arnold's been outstanding at tight end. Dan Arnold is getting a lot of buzz, so you think yeah, Dan late- Arnold's been outstanding at tight end? Okay. Will they have? Will they have enough to use? Like, I mean, because how? What do you think the offense is going to look like relative to like personnel usage? I, mean, I think he, he might he'll use the tight end more. Okay. Than he did last year. I think he's going to, and he can flex out. He can go catch the ball. He's a good sure. player. What do you think about Kenyon Drake season, Pete? Big. Big? Big. Big. I like it. I like to hear that. I drafted him in the second round of my fantasy. Big. You're going to have a good year. That'll be good for you. Got a, I got a Barkley and Kenyon Drake. You know, he had, he, he got good karma last year. He came in and sat on the set with me and Jamie. Oh, that's right. Right or, before he got traded. Right before he got traded. Oh. Huh. Or he just got away from Adam Gase. Probably. Adam Gase should have won comeback of the player of the year. 
or reverse or like anybody who played for Adam Gay should have won comeback player of the year. By the way, one more trend. We talked about dogs this week. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored this week. Yeah. So Kenny mentioned that and RJ, I, I mean, just we should push back on it because it's not fact. Like RJ and I talked about this in the Thursday night game preview. After the lockout, it was a bonanza of points. Because you don't tackle. Right. And they don't tackle a lot in camp anymore anyways, but you do tackle some in preseason. These guys have tackled very little. And what has the game become? It's become get the ball out and let a receiver go make a play. That means you got to have angles and tackling. And angles and tackling takes getting used to the speed of the game. We're going to see a ton of missed tackles on short passes that end up being big plays. We're going to see a lot of guys take a screen pass, miss, make a guy miss, and go 60 yards. I think there's going to be a lot of points because of the tackling. Just to, it, well, yeah, it's really possible. I mean, it, there's an argument to be made either way, you know, about um, whether offenses are going to be in sync, whether defenses are, are going to be bad tackling. So I don't think we know either way, but Kenny's taking his position on the unders. Pete's taking his position on the overs. I'm kind of in between. I'm, I'm kind of staying away until we know what we're going to get from these teams. I, I think the, the move is to take it on a case-by-case basis. And one example that Pete used, and I have this same uh, – this is one of my best bets as well. I mean, we're, it's going to be a wash this week. Somebody's no, we're over. We're right. an over group. We're going to be over. We're going to be over. I look, I told you, I looked at RJ's other best bets and I'm on board with a bunch of, we're, this is a, this is a whitewashing this I, week. I brought the document up and I was like, Oh my God. Like, <laughs> my favorite ones. But so missed tackles, short yardage passes, quick hitting passes. I think that's what the Carolina Panthers offense is going to be this season. They're not going to ask Teddy Bridgewater to take seven step drops and bomb it down the field. That's not his game. He's going to hit DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey in short yardage and let them break tackles. And I think they're going to break a lot up on Sunday against the Raiders, Pete. And the flip side of that is the defense of the Panthers has a bunch of kids on it. They yep. start two rookies on the defensive line in the second-year player. The secondary is young. There's, I mean, they are a young defense, and, and they're going to use Jeremy Chin a bunch of different ways. I think these are going to be a, the Panthers are going to have to score a lot of points all year long. And I think they can. I think they're going to score points. And I think the Raiders will score in this game. Uh, I, I tell you what, this game is, the total seems way too low. Maybe I'm a big fish, but this thing looks way too low. I love the over in this game. Uh, I'm, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. yeah, I'm, I'm going to be looking to play overs on Panthers a lot because you said that young defense, uh, I think it's going to take time for them. Um, so definitely going to be hammering over on the Panthers. I didn't want to do it in this game because I wanted to see what we're going to get from these teams in this weird, after this weird preseason and no, no games. Um, I would have taken the Raiders if it was still one and a half. I liked them there at three. I'm kind of staying away from the, the line as well. So, um, yeah, I, I would kind of agree with you with the Panthers, but you know, I don't know how in sync they're going to be. I'm not really looking. I don't want to play the Panthers either because I'm not looking to back new coaches in week one. So this game just seems like a complete stay away from me. I'm, I, I'm, I have a best bet on the over. I think the over is going to, there's going to be a ton of points. This is, I think this is the game I, I mentioned again, I mentioned it with Heath where everybody's going to want to play Falcons and Seahawks and everybody's going to play Bucks and Saints in, in their DFS and their fantasy, in their daily fantasy stuff. And I think you could attack this game. Like you can go with Teddy Bridgewater or Derek Carr and stack whether it's – like I think Henry Ruggs is going to have a – like Henry Ruggs is going to be in like 50% of my lineups. He's going to have a monster game because John Gruden, whether you like Henry Ruggs and his fit with Derek Carr or not, and I think the fit will be fine because, as Pete will tell you, they'll use him more around the line of scrimmage than maybe you would think based on his Alabama tape. But John Gruden likes to show off his new weapons. He likes to make you think that he is smart and that he did the right thing. And Henry Ruggs is their only weapon at wide receiver. He's going to hit, I guess, Hunter Renfro, too, who's like 
My agent and partner. and and Brian Edwards too. Brian Edwards. I got him. You know, you're talking about DFS. I actually did put. Uh, I'm in the Accuracy Cup. I think that uh, Fantasy Pros is is sponsoring. And my DFS lineup has Derek Carr quarterback. Brian Edwards at receiver at a cheap price, and Darren Waller at tight end. I'm all over, you know, going against this uh, Panthers defense. So I'm, 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 I love you. Brian Edwards. I think Brian Edwards is a guy to keep an eye on too. I like way, uh, those Panthers defenders, Derek Brown. I picked him to win Defensive Player of the Year for Rookie Defensive Player of the Year, uh, and I I've heard nothing but rave reviews about Etor Gross Matos. They said that's a star in waiting. So they're going to be good eventually, just right. not right away. It's Debo's boy. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he came out of Penn State ready to be good against the run. There's no reason to think he won't be a good player, but you're right. Like, I think one of the things about the hallmark of Matt Rule's rebuilds at, at Temple and at Baylor is that they stunk the first year. And I think the Panthers are going to stink, but I think they're going to be entertaining on offense. And so maybe they win three or four games. They're good on offense. They get a look at a top player in a draft. And all of a sudden those defensive players take a step forward next year. And you got yourself like a, you know, a playoff contender. And then you're looking for the year three explosion. I think that's yep. sort of what Matt rule is. Question is, is Teddy the guy? But you don't have to worry about it for two years. He's right. the guy that gets you to the guy. Right. Yeah. But that's what I mean. He's the guy that gets you to the guy. That's right. Uh, Pete, you're the guy who's going to get us to the guy. Kenny White's going to come back and join us. We have a little. Fragmented first week. That's what happens in these, these time, these pandemic times, Pete. Uh, but we're going to let you go. You have to go to a hit on sportsline. Uh, sportsline. No, on HQ. Oh, it's CBS Sports HQ. Yeah, they don't do it. It's not Sportsline anymore. They don't call it Sportsline anymore. Oh, they don't? Yeah. No. I don't really watch. Uh, you can go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you can go to a hit. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. <laughs> There you go. No, uh, I'm joking. Pete is great on CBS Sports HQ. You can watch him on there. It's our free 24-7 streaming sports network. You know who you work for, right? <laughs> I love, I love, uh, I basically constantly. You're, crawling, you're trying to crawl out of that hole so bad right now. It's unbelievable. No, I'm promoting our 24-7 streaming sports network in which you can watch Pete constantly. He's the star of HQ. Kenny White, who left the podcast a few picks ago, was going to do a hit on HQ with a Sportsline banner's background. When he leaves, Pete's going to replace him. Kenny's going to come back. We're shuffling guys in and off the set. And uh, you can watch Pete all day, every day on HQ. <laughs> and uh, Pete, we'll talk to you next week, buddy. Well, now that I've got myself fired, I am probably going to run up massive credit card bills, which means I am going to need credit card debt consolidation. And uh, there's no better way to do that than through our friends at Lightstream. Lightstream's fixed rate credit card consolidation loans start at 5.95% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. There's lower than the average credit card interest rate over 19% APR. You get a loan from $5,000 to hundred grand with absolutely no fees. The application is 100% online. You can even get your money as soon as the day you apply. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a great interest rate and no fees, and that's exactly what they deliver. Pick 6 Podcast listeners can now get an additional interest rate discount, too. The only way to get this discount is go to lightstream.com slash 6. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M, lightstream.com slash 6. Subject to credit approval, rates include 0.5% auto pay discount, terms and conditions apply, and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash six for more information. All right. While we were, while we were away chatting lightstream and talking about uh, some of those other games, Kenny White popped out, did a hit on HQ because that's how we roll around here. Pete Prisco has disappeared. The Wizard of Odds is back now. Let's, uh, so Kenny, while you were gone, uh, we briefly covered 
the well, not briefly, but we covered the Cardinals and 49ers. Curious what your thoughts are on that game and or Raiders Panthers. If you have any best bets in the context of those. Yeah, the, the 49ers are very interesting because I read an article a couple of years ago and it, it teams that lose a Super Bowl, uh, in a crazy fashion or a fashion that, that, that they should have done well have never, have, it's hard to recover from that. Look at the Falcons. They have, they have still not recovered from losing that Super Bowl against the Patriots, which they should have won. I don't know if Seattle has recovered. Just run the football and you win the game. I don't think they've recovered. The Rams didn't recover last year. And the 49ers, they had that locked up with 10 minutes to go. That was their football game. They were winning the Super Bowl, and they lost. I don't know if they recover from that. Um, Arizona, revenge. They lost both times last year. I said last year at the beginning of the year, I think people are going to be surprised how good this Arizona Cardinal defense is going to be. Boy, and they got ravaged by injuries throughout the year. So that defense was not very good. Uh, the offense showed me some signs of life. Um, Cliff Kingsbury actually made a couple decent decisions, still not completely sold on him, but I think the defense is back. The injuries, if, as long as they're healthy, this is a good defense. I think the Cardinals are in this game right down to the wire. Give me the points with Arizona. So that's the best bet for you as well, too. That means yes. we got, uh, we got, should we just lock that in as our three dog parlay? Let's do it. Got the Rams plus two and a half, whatever it is, the Packers plus two and a half and the Cardinals plus seven and so that's, that's the pick six podcast parlay from week one. A little spicy because you get a little action on Sunday. Like it's going to conclude on Sunday night. We'll find out what it is. And there's a recommendation here. Not that, not just, a, not a lot, but just a little splash, a little nibble on a money line parlay of those three, which will pay out rather handsomely. I believe I'll look it up. Um, as soon as I get done navigating the, the crashing website that is cbsports.com at the moment. Uh, Kenny, any, uh, any thoughts, any other best bets for you, uh, sitting out there or should actually, you know what, we'll tell you what, we'll just, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll rip through these, we'll rip through these games real quick. Hold on one second. Okay. Let's see. So yeah, we'll do, no, no, no. uh, Bucks Saints. That's the big one on the, that's the big, that's the big, I big ticket item here. And I'll be honest. I love the Saints. How about you, RJ? I love the Saints too. Best bet for me. We'll see if the uh, offense is the ground running with their new quarterback for the Bucks. But I have no doubts about the Saints offense. We know what we're getting with them. They're they're well oiled machine. Bucks could be missing Mike Evans in this game. That makes the passing game far less dangerous with those receivers. And the Bucks appeared set to give Fournette a decent sized role despite his limited prep. So I'm not very confident in in that offense if that's what they're doing. Saints are the Saints. They're the best team in the NFC. I think they're the favorite in the conference. I think they're getting to the Super Bowl. Three and a half to me in this game at home is nothing. So I think Saints cover this game. I would have probably made it six even with the hype around the bucks i think saints win by a touchdown yeah i'm not playing any favorites but i i made the number six even giving two and a half points for revenge for tampa i think tampa is going to be a very good football team i think the saints might be a great football team right now i have them rated the highest team in the nfl i think they have the most overall talent because of their defense their offense isn't as good as kansas city and dallas eh, right there with dallas but this is a, a really talented team so yes I like the Saints, but I'm going to stick with my rules this week. I'm not going to lay points with anybody. Tampa is overrated because of all the talk, the Tom Brady. I heard somebody talking. It might have been Pete Prisco talking about it in Bruce Arians' offense. 
Completely different throws Brady has to make compared to the offense that Bill Belichick makes. Don't know if Brady has the arm strength to make those type of throws in Arians' offense. And I'm going to say he doesn't. I don't think he has that type of arm strength anymore to make those throws. He's a dink and dunk guy. And I don't know if that's what Tampa's, you know, ready to play. I, I'm, I'm with you on the, on the Saints here, RJ. I think it, look, the Saint, the one concern with New Orleans, is the weird situation where Sean Payton and Drew Brees haven't been very good against the spread in the first month of the season for the last few years for whatever reason. But I, I, one of the things we've I've harped on all offseason, and I'm going to stand by it, I mean, like 90% of the time, is that consistency is going to be key. And the, the Saints have a great offensive line, maybe the best offensive line in football. They've all played with each other. Drew Brees, you, you rate them number one in the league, Kenny? Yeah, yeah. Num- they're, they're right there, number one or number two. Okay. Um, but I, I right now, because Cowboys, the injuries with Zach Martin, yeah, that, New Orleans offensive line is great. Yeah, and so you've got a consistent offensive line. You have a play caller and a quarterback. We, we know it will be healthy, even if he's older, uh, that are on the same page. You have tons of great weapons. Kamara's going to be healthy. All of that. There's no reason not to like this team. And if the Buccaneers' offensive line isn't as good as we think or Brady and Arians aren't on the same page, the Saints' defense can take advantage. I, I, it, it's weird to fade Tom. The three-and-a-half, by the way, stinks out loud. Like everybody and their brother are going to see three and a half with Tom Brady and take the three and a half. So give me the Saints uh, in a in a touchdown victory there fairly handily. Maybe two touchdown victories. This line opened up six in faraway places. Mm. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, then get your Saints bet in now. That might move, especially if Mike Evans is ruled out for some reason on Friday or Saturday. That, that line might move. Uh, oh, Friday's today. Sorry. The Dolphins at the Pats. Pats are minus six and a half now. This line has come way down. RJ, what are your thoughts on uh, New England and, and Miami? Yeah, I'm staying away. I would lean under 42 uh, just because the Pats defense is, is you know, we know what they are. They're really good defense. And then we don't know what we're going to get from the offense yet. I know there's a lot of hype about Cam, but uh, we don't know what to expect. We haven't seen him. We haven't seen any preseason games. Um, so that added wrinkle with Cam, though, could make prep, prep tougher for Flores. I wanted to take the Dolphins, but that – Cam factor kind of leans me away. So Belichick's going to be looking for revenge after that week 17 loss. Um, I don't think he's going to be taken, taken, uh, by surprise by Flores in this game. So uh, stay away from me. If anything, I would lean to the under, but that's, that's about it. RJ, we may not be cousins. We might be brothers from different mothers because everything you've said is right on. Um, agree with everything. Uh, th- this is an under game. Uh, the Patriots defense is just so solid still. Uh, I think Belichick will, will will not want to put Cam Newton in any situation that he's not going to succeed in. I think they'll run the football as much as they possibly can. Again, I like these games under to start with, but I like this one under even before that fact. I think it's going to be a battle between these two. I don't, I don't like the, the Viking or the Vikings, the, the Dolphins offense either. I, I think they'll be a step behind. The Dolphins are getting way too much hype. I think people are not talking about the Dolphins as a team that – is being overloved by like Brian Flores, I think was mentioned as one of the best young, best coaching hires of the last five years, uh, by, uh, P- Patriots fan Bill Simmons on his podcast. Peter King picked the Dolphins to win the AFC East this year. Like I'm catching crap for the Cardinals and Peter King's picking the Dolphins to win the AFC East. It could happen. Don't get me wrong. They're only like five to eight, you know, to one or whatever it is to win the division, but you were asking a lot of this time last year. There was a prop bet out there about the Dolphins going 0-16. And, and now the Dolphins are going to go win 12 games and win the division or 10 games and win the division? No, thank you. This is Bill Belichick. 
in week one with tons of time to prepare against his mentor who basically ended his dynasty run last year by, you know, by beating them with Ryan Fitzpatrick in New England. This defense is going to come out hungry. Cam's going to have some tricks up their sleeve. The Patriots are going to beat that ass and they're going to win by 14 plus points. Give me the Patriots minus six and a half as a best bet. Now that it's climbed under a touchdown. Browns at Ravens. Ravens minus seven and a half over under 48 and a half, RJ. Uh, staying away from this one too, I would lean Browns plus seven and a half. Uh, I know they, the Browns beat the Ravens last year, but with the new coaching staff, I'm not really counting on that. I don't think you can apply that forward. Ravens are a strong team, but I don't mind fading them at more than seven in a divisional matchup here. Um, so I'm just going to play it safe. I don't like going new coaches in week one. So that's why I'm not going to play the Browns, but that would be my play if I were playing it. Yeah. I cannot play a side in the game. Um, right. My number is right on. I made the game six. Uh, and I didn't give any, any points. I revenge. I'm, I'm going to look for the team that lost, but when you're at home playing at home, I just, they're fired up as it is. Cleveland's going to be fired up. So I didn't give any points for that, but defensively, I think the Bravens will really get after it. I think they're going to be upset. They give up 40 points last year to Baker Mayfield. It's not going to be the same Cleveland Brown offense. It's Kevin Stavansky stepping in, uh, new plays, new calls, new schemes with no preseason. I think the offense for their, their offense will be way, way behind. I do like the defense they have. So I like the game under 48. It's a big number. It, that is a lot of points. If the Browns hang 40, you just have to tip your cap to Kevin Stefanski and, and eat, and eat the, uh, the pile of, you know what, Kenny? I got no play on this either, but I would lean towards the Browns catching seven and a half divisional matchup. They, they played with them well before they have tons of talent. I think they will be more organized and won't be as disastrous this year in general. And I, I don't think the, we'll see star Wars Lamar come out in, in week one and, and have them uncork like they did against the dolphins last year. Eagles minus five and a half at the Washington football team. No money for you. Swear jar over under 42 and a half RJ. Best bet is under for me. Uh, Philly's dealing with injuries on offense, although Jalen Rager did practice in full on Thursday, so maybe he has a chance to play. But like I was saying, I don't trust rookies in week one. I'm definitely not going to trust a rookie that's working his way back from injury in week one. Uh, I don't expect much scoring from Washington. They have one good offensive player. That's Terry McLaurin. And the Eagles went out and got Darius Slay. So good luck uh, throwing to Logan Thomas and uh, and Steven Sims, you know, beside from that. He, uh, Washington is already a team that had no home field advantage before COVID hit. So I don't think the COVID uh, situation is going to move the line much there. If I was sold as on Philly's health, I'd make the line a little higher. I might be willing to play the Eagles, but um, between the offensive line and their pass catchers, I'm not really uh, you know confident in them covering a big number. So best bets the under 42 and a half, and then maybe a lean to the Eagles at five and a half. Yeah, I'm going I'm to pass here. This was my aggravation game of the day as I ran my <laughs> motto and ran my motto and ran my motto, and nothing kept coming up for Washington. I'm going, why is this not working? Kept going at all the queries, looking at the queries. Why are they not? Why is this not? Why do I not have a rating here or a line? Well, I finally figured it out. The sheet that I pulled the schedule from says Washington football team because that's the new name. <laughs> my model still thinks they're the Washington Redskins. Not anymore, though. But it was pretty aggravating for about 10 that minutes. That sounds infuriating. Is, is this like an Excel document situation or like? No, what? access, access. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know what that is, but that sounds really infuriating. So you're like, you're like basically like the Zoolander thing where you're slamming the computer with a hammer, like, <laughs> where's the Washington team? Um, I think I, I don't mind the under. The one thing that concerned me about that, I think, and I, this is a hard pass for me is Philly's missing some stuff. You know, we don't know exactly who's going to be healthy. And last year, 
Washington came out and like went big early against Philly and then Deshaun Jackson brought it back. These games can get a little wonky. I, I'll just sit back and, and, and not watch this. D- different coach, different quarterback, different offense, different everything. Washington's going to be a lot. Yeah. In fact, they've been through two coaches since then, but I think they'll be, I think they'll Rivera run up. is very, very conservative. So we'll, we'll see what he does. I think he'll be very conservative with this offense to start the season. I would, I would, I would probably agree with that. Uh, Jets at Bills. Bills minus six and a half. The over under a whopping 39 and a half. Yeah. I wanted to play under until I saw 39 and a half and I backed out of it. Uh, my leans to the Bills, but you know, like Kenny said, he's not, not playing these heavy favorites and I'm a little worried. I, if this, if we knew what the situation was with these teams coming out of this COVID, you know, off season, I would be all over the Bills. I want to love them. They were much more talented than the Jets. Um, but with a total under 40, I can't bank on them winning by a touchdown. You know, they played the opener last year. Buffalo only won 17 to 16, but they did thoroughly dominate that game. It wasn't really a 17 to 16 game. It was more like a 28 to 10 game that, uh, that just got weird. So I don't mind playing the Bills if you love the Bills and you don't think COVID is, is going to be a big concern in the weird conditions, but I'm going to stay away. Greg Williams, that's, you know, the Jets defense last year was tremendous with injuries to some star players. I was shocked how good this defense was. And I, I think they're a really good defense this year. They're outstanding. Their defense is the strength of this football team. Uh, Buffalo, I, 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 they're great too. Their defense is outstanding. It really is. I still don't know if I trust Josh Allen. We'll see. You know, and running quarterbacks in the NFL don't really last that long. And he's a guy that does like to get out of the pocket. We'll see how his passing is this year. Um, 70% of the wagers, tickets bet, eight out of 10 going to the window. Are all betting Buffalo, but this line has not gone up. It will not budge off six and a half. The professionals have been betting the Jets. Uh, the Joes are betting the Bills. Doesn't mean the Bills can't win the game. I like the game under because of the fact that both these defenses are for real. These are two really good defenses, and I'm down on the Jets offense as well. I've got Jets offense rated below average. This feels like a Jets win to me. One of those like games where we look back on it, in, in 10 weeks and we're like, how did the Jets beat the, like the Bills are contending for first place in the division and the Jets have two wins, but everybody, their brothers on the Jets under win total six and a half or seven or whatever it is, beating the Bills in week one would be a real knot in the stomach moment for a lot of those people. I don't think that Adam Gase is a good coach and I think Sean McDermott's a great coach. Uh, but I do think that if you're the Jets, you can drop – they're going to want Sam Donald to look good. They're going to want him to be comfortable. They're not going to want him to get pressured too much. He's going to dink and dunk and dink and dunk and dink and dunk all day to Jamison Crowder and Le'Veon Bell. I love their overs and catches and receptions both in this game. And then I think it will take some shots from Rashad Perryman. You've got to presume that you're just not going to you know, drop Tredavious White on, on Perryman there. I think the Jets will keep this close, and I think they'll find a way to win somehow in a weird way. I do like the under as well, but but no uh, no play here for me either. Bears at Lions. Oh, no. The Detroit Lions are favored by three points in week one, and the over-under is 43-and-a-half. Why are the – Kenny Galladay's hurt. Like got busted up at practice on Thursday. Why? Why am I? What am I doing, RJ? Why am I back in the Lions here? I don't know. I, even before the injury, I don't know what was happening. I, best bet for me is Bears plus three. All offseason, the Bears were considered the better team in the win total market. What's changed in the last week? You know, Detroit shouldn't be getting three for home field, even when fans are there. So this says that without fans, you know, they're they're the better team in this matchup. I don't necessarily agree, even with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. You know, Chicago's offense was terrible last year. It's not getting any worse than it was last season. And last season they went eight. 
Um, so Trubisky starting, I think, is actually a good thing for week one. It, it gives the offense stability. It gives them a quarterback they know uh, with zero preseason games to get Nick Foles in, into rhythm. So I do like Trubisky in this game. I don't think the Lions are impressive, really, on defense. I think the Bears are going to win this game. They're the better team. 100% agreement. I, I have the Bears uh, rated four points higher than Detroit, and I have zero home field. Maybe I could give one for a dome, but, you know, they play there every year. They know what they're, they know what they're getting into. Uh, Detroit's defense, well below average, kind of surprising for a guy like Matt Patricia that you think would have brought in some talent, would have, would have been able to scheme something up, but there has been no, do, no D in Detroit for the last couple of years. Matthew Stafford coming back from injury is definitely an upgrade on offense, but, Bears are a better football team. I'm 100% in. I made them the favorite. Getting points here. Great spot for Chicago. Mm. I got no play here. I'm just going to sit back and pray the Lions win for the sake of my humility, like for the sake of my pride. Although, um, I, I don't know if I would hate, I think the Bears team total is like 21, 21 and a half. I don't hate that. And as I, as we talked about with Heath Cummings, I don't hate the idea of Mitchell Trubisky in a GPP this week in DFS. I think Bill Mitch could have a good game against a questionable defense. The Colts minus eight at the Jaguars. The over under is 45. Uh, another heat check moment for me, RJ. My Super Bowl team is laying eight points on the road to begin the season in a spot that I think we all know Philip Rivers whole team would find a way not to cover and probably not to win. Super Bowl team. I got a best bet in this game. My best bet is a team that nobody wants to take, and that's the Jaguars, plus eight. I'm back in the trend that we talked about on the Thursday um, a preview pod. Favorites of eight-plus points are 0-7 against the spread in week one since 2015 and 8-20 and against the spread in the last 15 years. Uh, people expect Jacksonville to be bad. Will they be historically bad? Will they be Dolphins bad from early last year? They have to be to justify this line because the Colts are solid, but they're not a top-tier team. They're not the Steelers. They're not the Ravens. Um, so I don't know why they're laying, laying eight on the road in week one, even against a team we think's bad. I think Minshew can throw the ball in Indy. I don't think Indy has that great of a secondary. He had a huge game in week 17 against this team, despite being five-point underdogs. Um, he could capture some of that magic in this game. Fournette might be a loss on the field, but it's better for the locker room. I think this team's going to be more cohesive. Uh, they don't have a lot of depth. They're running back because of injuries and guys going to the reserve list. But I do like James Robinson's potential, and he figures to get as much work as he can handle in this game. So maybe he emerges. But I think it's really going to be on Minshew to keep this game close, and I think he can cover us in the back door if we need to. So uh, plus eight, I mean, it's just too many points on the road for the Colts. Yeah, there's so many factors that 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 go for the, for Jacksonville. A new quarterback stepping in in Indianapolis with no practices. And you guys, you guys talking about underdogs getting eight or more in Week One? Those are all normal years where they have their normal practice time and four preseason games, and the season starts. This that trend's got to even be better now that there's so much unknown. I want the eight points. I, I I love it. And you know, RJ, I feel like you're looking at my work. You have a camera in here. <laughs> the Indianapolis secondary is they don't have a star there. They're just all average, nice football players. That's the weakness of that football team is the secondary. If they don't get a pass rush, Gardner Minshew, he'll have a big day. He'll eat that secondary up. So. Jacksonville plus the points looks like the right spot to be. Yeah, I, I think you take Jacksonville at eight. And we know Pete would take Jacksonville at eight for sure. I mean, this I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Jaguars won this game. It's week one. Weird stuff happens. The Jaguars could totally steal this game. And you look back on it again. Ten weeks later, you're like, what? What? The Jaguars yeah. beat the, the Colts are rolling with this division, and the Jaguars beat them in week one. That's crazy. They shouldn't be eight-point dogs at home. Nobody should be eight-point dogs in week one when you don't know anything about these teams and you got a new quarterback on the other side. We talked about it during the Houston KC preview. T- 
teams that are eight points or more over the last five years are zero and seven against the spread. That's, I mean, that is not. They like, lost straight up three times. Yeah, I mean, like it's and they're on the road as a divisional game, and, and Doug Marone is coached against Frank Reich and had some success too. So I, I, I like the Jaguars in that spot as well. I just can't have seventeen best bets are the same as RJ. The Chargers minus three at the Bengals over under forty two in Joe Burrow's debut. You sound like somebody who's scared. You don't want to throw a bunch of best bets out there. Uh, I'm not putting a best bet in this game, though. I'm going to lean to the under. I'm going to lean to the Bengals. Mike Williams is already banged up for the Chargers. I'm not sure how much we count on him. And Chargers don't have much depth at receiver behind them. You know, they're starting a lot of day three. They have a lot of day three guys, um, you know, rookies and second year players, that kind of thing. Zach Taylor had his team ready to play last year. They should have beaten the Seahawks. You know, that was a weird week one game where, where we thought Cincy was going to win that game. We thought maybe there's something to be excited about with the Cincy team. It turned out there was not. They kept on losing games after that. Um, I'd be a stronger play on the Bengals if we had anything to go on with Burrow, you know, in terms of preseason, knowing how he looks. Um, I'd be an underbetter on the Chargers this year uh, with a run-heavy, ball-controlled offense plus a great day. They're going to be a team I'm looking to play unders a lot of. Uh, the Bengals secondary is a problem to me, so it's only a lean because, I mean, if Taylor needs it, he might be able to hit some deep shots in this game and put this one over. But um, so, I'm, so I'm staying away ultimately, but if I was going to lean, it's to the under here. I'm done doing any work anymore. I'm just going to call RJ and see what he likes because <laughs> I'm sold. He's got everything I have. This is my best total of the, of the weekend. Um, new head coach, new coordinator or new coordinator, new head coach, but new coordinator in the chargers with a new quarterback, Tyrod Taylor. Now Taylor's a guy that doesn't throw any interceptions because he doesn't take a lot of chances. He throws the ball away when there's any type of pressure. So it's a perfect situation where they're going to try to run the football. Uh, they've got a really good defense. They're solid. And you're up against a rookie quarterback who's got, who's got a team with a, with a solid defense as well. I, I'm, this is the lowest total I made. I made it 31 and a half wow. and it's 42. It's 42. I only made it 31 and a half because I took seven points off for, I think with no preseason games, the offensive lines are going to be way behind. So I've taken a touchdown off every total. And this total was 38 and a half is what I made it. And I took seven off. Maybe I shouldn't take seven off a lower total, but let's say I take five off. I still make it 33 and a half. It's still my biggest difference of any total. So, so that's your best bet there. That's a, that's yeah, a major best bet. bet. Yeah. Okay. Got three, arrow, three arrows pointed under here means make a triple bet on that game. Uh oh. Kenny, the Kenny White triple slammer. You'd love to see it. Um, all right, Kenny, uh, Monday night. Oh, excuse me. We already talked about the Cowboys and Rams. What am I talking about? Monday night, Steelers and Giants. The Steelers are minus six, Kenny. Uh, where would you head with this game? 46 and a half over under. Yeah, I, I have no play on the side. My number's right there in the game. And again, I'm not laying favorites. We've got uh, Ben Roethlisberger coming back. Their power rating uh, improved more than anybody else in football because they get their quarterback back. Uh, uh, the last year, Hodges and, and Rudolph tried to step in. The defense was tremendous. I don't know. Obviously, they've got to revert back to the mean loop. They cannot continue to create as many turnovers as they did last year, but the defense still rock solid, and it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to move the football against them. This is another game that I like under the total. I think 46.5 is just way too high. Pittsburgh's defense, Roethlisberger's got some rust. Uh, again, very solid underplay. 
I would lean to the under two, but I'm staying away. I love the Steelers when they were three and a half. It didn't make any sense because uh, throughout the whole offseason because the Steelers are the third best team in the AFC for me. Uh, but at six, I don't think you can play them straight at six. You know, I have no confidence in the Giants winning the game, but Steelers offense could go conservative as Ben eases in. So you could get that lower scoring game like Kenny's talking about and they could have a little bit of trouble covering six. Um, so I'm going to avoid the game, but I, I, you know, I do like them in, in teasers. If you want to bring them down to a pick them, I'm fine with that. And I do like the under if you have to have action in the game. Okay. It's Monday night. You're going to have in week one. You're going to have to have some action. Uh, the, uh, Titans at the Broncos. RJ, this was a best bet for you, I believe, on the Denver side since, uh, since you made that pick. A lot has changed for Denver. They're still at altitude, but now Von Miller is out and Cortland Sutton shortly before this recording suffered a shoulder injury during practice and is now day to day. Yeah, I like the Broncos when they were minus one and a half. Uh, you talk about the altitude. That that uh, is because teams aren't conditioned well in the first few weeks of the season. Denver tends to do really well against the spread early in the year. And with no preseason game, it's going to be even more of a uh, factor for these teams coming in. So I like the Broncos at minus one and a half. Then Von Miller, then they go to pick them. Then Von Miller gets hurt. You know, they move down to to, minus, to plus two and a half. And I still like them there because Von Miller is a great defensive player, but he shouldn't be moving the line that much. So I'm ready to take him as a best bet at plus two and a half. Then Cortland Sutton. Sutton, you know, bangs up his shoulder. He's getting an MRI. We don't know what the status is there. If Cortland Sutton isn't there catching the ball, I don't want any business taking the Broncos. So um, the line, I was ready to go against the steam here. I think the Broncos can have a good run defense, even with their pass rush issues. And Titans, we know that's what they want to do offensively. Um, I don't think Clowney's going to be a, have a huge role since he just signed. Um, and I would have played that Broncos trend at home, but I'm not going to do it now. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a teaser with uh, with the Broncos. I'm gonna tease the Ooh. plus two and a half up to eight and a half. Uh, in I in another low scoring game, this is a total of forty. I didn't make it that much lower, but uh, um, again, think the games will be lower scoring. So low scoring game plus eight and a half at home. Uh, the Broncos, I think, are the right side. I was, you know, it, it was going to be a play for me, a straight bet on Denver until the Von Miller injury, and now with Cortland Sutton, you telling me I got another point off for him, dude. I, I just don't like it as much. I'm not sold on Drew Locke either. Drew Locke has still got a ways to go. Five because, starts, man. What are we crowning him? Yeah, exactly. You can't be crowning this guy. He needs, he's, you know, it, it took, it took Peyton Manning three years to be good. So, I mean, Drew Locke's not going to be great after five games. I have him rated as a below average NFL quarterback right now. So what are you teasing them with at two and a half, at eight and a half? Oh, I'm going to look for several other teams kind of in that same position. Uh, probably, uh, uh, the Falcons will be one. And I'll how about, take the, pa- how about them, the Pats? Them at six home and a half. The points. Pats, uh, six and a half. Uh, that would be a team I did think about, you know, teasing down the Patriots and, and playing them at pick just to win that game because the, the revenge from last year. So I, I wouldn't mind putting them in a teaser. Yeah, I asked because I do a teaser article on Wednesdays, and I, what I did is I ranked all the possible teasers teams that I think you could throw in a teaser. So essentially you just take the two top teams in my rankings, and that would be my two-team teaser. Number two was the Broncos before this Cortland Sutton injury. I love getting them up to eight and a half. Number one was the Packers. I love getting them up to eight and a half. Mm. So that would have been my two-team teaser right there. Rams yeah. are another good teaser team. Rams are in the mix, and then I think the Falcons were my number three. So I would, I would yeah. be in with you on that Broncos-Falcons yeah. teaser. All right, so there's a Texans Chiefs recap in the feed. We got a Sunday night recap. That's our signature show. You can watch it all, all these shows on youtube.com slash pick six. If you're a listener, go subscribe to that. Do us a favor. And, uh, we will traditionally recap our best bets at the end of the show. Everybody's best bets. This got a little disjointed because of scheduling issues in week one. 
Season's weird. Um, but I can tell you that our pick six podcast parlay is the Packers, the Rams, and the Cardinals. And we recommend a little dabble on that money line parlay as well. If you want to see all the best bets for myself, Kenny White, RJ White, Pete Prisco, go to Instagram.com slash pick six pod to search pick six on Instagram. It's a great account in the first place. We will be posting them all there, probably on Twitter as well. So check out our social channels and we will talk to you guys on Sunday night. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving nonstop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.